Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I'm so excited to have on a 38-year-old from Millette or Malay, Alberta, Canada. A fourth-round draft pick. Shut up. Fourth-round draft pick of the Vancouver Canucks. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, and he's found a home and is a legend of Deutschland. He came in 2006 and they could never get him to leave. A staple with the Leduc Oil Barons and Kings before running amok with the St. Albert Saints where he had 82 points and 226 penalty minutes and 32 playoff points for fun. He mucked around the Western Hockey League and then the coast before spreading his wings and falling in love in Germany. A legend with one of the Shed's favorites, the Landsuit Cannibals, laced up for Red Bull Munich. But he is the mayor of Piting, where he spieled for Art Oct Yar Mit Fear Hundred Fear in Sipsick Punkt in Dry Hundred in Section Swansick Ice Hockey Spiels. <laughs> that is 474 points and 326 games played, folks, for Piting over eight years. And he is a below average cribbage player. Welcome to the shed, Ty Morris. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. That's quite the intro. Quite the intro. Your German, your German is definitely as good as where you left it. <laughs> Are you saying it's bad? It's hor- It's it's great. Sorry, sorry. Great, great. Right. So, can du sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch? I'm bisschen, yeah. Just a new ambition. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've been there since 2006. You better by now, eh? Yeah, I better be fluent because if not, then probably wouldn't have a house to live in. <laughs> right. It'd be tough to find work. <laughs> um, I get into how we know each other. Guess it'd really be 2011-12, the Beatingheim Steelers, right? Correct. You got a Played shoulder it. injury and I got a hernia. And uh, we were both out for the <laughs> second half. Still ended up winning, a, a, what is it, a, the uh, Pokal. Yeah. Still won a Pokal championship that year. I couldn't come because I was sick, literally sick, not not injured, sick. Uh, perfect timing. But after hearing and seeing all the pictures in the party, it was probably better I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, that's the night they gave us the giant shoe to drink out of, the boot. Das boot. Das Boot. So <laughs> a, a lot of beer you can fit of that sucker. <laughs> there, there was a couple in there. The next week when I got back, we tried filling her up. And yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> that wasn't- <laughs> so yeah, that's how we know each other, folks. Um, and, but right before that, one of my old honey holes, you played in Lansuit for, uh, I guess I was there 07, 08. And then you came the next year from 08 to 11. Then we played in Beatingheim together. So 
you're in my old honey hole with uh, some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, well, that's they. I think that's why we were we turned out to be such good friends because of all the stories that <laughs> they were telling me about you. And then I said, hey, I got to play at least one year with this clown. I don't <laughs> think there are any stories. That was my first year. I was nervous around the boys back then. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I know, but Abshi, <laughs> Gaipi, um, Hammer, Whitman, Lot, Schmatzy, they're all still around Lansu. What a place. It's it's a, it's definitely a, a, a glorious place, especially in the summer. <laughs> uh, I've never been there in the summer. I couldn't imagine hanging out with all those guys in the off season. Yeah. Um, a couple but, pints downtown is this. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what stories you have heard of me. I was very well behaved that year. Definitely, definitely well behaved. Listen to your coaches were uh, definitely on the bike. They didn't even speak English. Day. How the hell am I supposed to listen to them? They literally they wouldn't speak English. So what am I supposed to do? I remember it. Chris St. Croix sat beside me and I'd be like, uh, what did he say? He's like, just go out and play, man. <laughs> just, just go out and do your thing. That's what you did. That's what you did. Just do your thing. And one of my favorite parts about the Lansuit Cannibals, which I believe it is now defunct, was the nook under the stairs, right? Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> We're going to have to because it's one of the coolest places in ice hockey, folks. So... Some of my best buddies were still on Lansuit, and I went to Beatingheim. I chased the money, you could say, but then I'd go play Lansuit, and after the games, all those fellas would be under the stairs, like where they used to store the, like, stick, old sticks and extra sticks and, like, equipment shit, right? They made, like, a full kitchen. They had fridges. They had a little stove. They would fry up sausages we'd have pints and like as soon as that buzzer went for the game to end was by far and away the fastest i'd get undressed and i would be hustling to get under the stairs i know definitely that every away team that was the fastest undressed uh, as a rink that you had and you knew it it was it was in the pregame it was in the pregame speech with the boys hey let's get in we'll get see this game we'll, with. See, we'll see after <laughs> yeah, as quickly as possible you had to you had to at least get three in before you got on the bus it wasn't invite only though wasn't it well, <laughs> definitely you just couldn't walk in that's for sure no i remember like walking in because germany is strained right like after games players will go into other teams rooms right that shit yes. ain't normal <laughs> no no but and to tell you the truth I'm, I'm just thankful that i was on the always on the good side of that i mean any other dress room that I ever went into, it was always like, all right, you know, get in here. And they put me in like a, in a very nice little corner. So like when the coaches or managers walked in, they couldn't really see you, but yeah, definitely, definitely weird, especially when you won and you're going into the losing dressing room. <laughs> right. And I like to see your buddies and like say hello. And it's like, get out of our room. I, yeah. I, I still don't understand it. Did they, that still happen over there? Oh yeah. It still happens. Yeah. That's just weird still. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's how we know each other, folks. And you were episode 27 on Freestyle Friday with Abshi. Freestyle Friday. Yeah, that wasn't my best hour, but it was definitely. You know what? I had, I had no notes. I was not prepared. I wasn't a pro yet, you know? <laughs> I feel like a pro now. <laughs> you are a pro now. I think this is now considered pro. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get over 200 episodes, folks, it does. it's not about the money. <laughs> <laughs> um and the other way we know each other was i went to your house and stayed the night for oktoberfest lisa and i did with pj fenton and his wife steph right exactly 
wild fun. night. You- yeah. October's fest is really fun, isn't it? it's uh it's definitely uh is it still fun when you've been there since 2006 no i have to i have to be truthful with you no uh i'm gonna say it's not, it's uh, not what it used to be eh it, for you you're so old definitely Look at not. your beard I mean, your you, beard you is still gray. have zip it we'll put it this way Every it's still the Mondays. You still have your Mondays, uh, Oktoberfest day where all the hockey teams somehow meet up without speaking with each other and you show up and there's like 35 different teams there. And um, you all just get after it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, I believe I've been a part of that. Yeah. A couple of <laughs> times. Uh, but the biggest part about it, which, which is always so uh, stressful is the train ride home. It's the train ride home. I mean, cause you put in a shift, a shift. and then, and and realistically, you just you just need a bed. Ah, oh, yeah, like you gotta get you gotta get horizontal quickly. Yeah, exactly. Get, get some food in you, lay down. Uh, it, it's, we were, it's over once you get out of those tents. You gotta get ex- where you're going quick. The year that we went that year, yeah. uh, I don't I forget which wife it was, but they pulled me on one of the on one of the uh, yeah carousels or whatever. That, I think it was oh, called like the zipper. a roller a roller coaster. I yeah, I think this one was like called the zipper, where the thing was just turning oh, God, all over the place. That'll make you puke. And of course, I didn't want to look like a baby, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah, dude." I, I was swallowing puke. Mm. Try, try not to. That is so disgusting. <laughs> I could just see puke splattering out of those cages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was that was hard, but yeah, that actually those- happened around here to me. There's a Ripley Fall Fair where the kids go to school. And it's just a little fall fair. And I had had some drinks in the neighborhood with a few fellas the night before. And when, when this was years ago, I'm way grown up now. I'm like you with gray beard. But <clears throat> Colby was very little. Colby was like, geez, it was right when we first moved here. He's three or four. And he makes me go on one of those things where, like, there's no seatbelt. There's no nothing. You just stand, stand against the wall and it just fucking spins <laughs> and, dude I, and all these kids are like on the wall and we're spinning around and i thought i was gonna puke and i'm like if i puke in here there's gonna be puke all over the room it's just a laser <laughs> it, it just would, turns into a laser <laughs> it would be nuts <laughs> yeah no that's that's definitely not a place you want to do it but i was able to battle it off but yeah, no was... speaking of when you walk out of those tents and you put in a shift i guess it's the year after the time with you the Hellbronner Falcons did it right. We got a team bus there, right? Everybody put in their money for the bus. 50 euros each, I believe it was, for everybody that wanted to go. Get a bus all the way there. We're there by noon. Heavy shift. Heavy. <laughs> but then you know when all the reservations at 5 o'clock or whatever time it is, every, all the tables are done. You can't sit there anymore. All the important people come in. You're just kicked to the curb, right? And everybody got like you could call it disoriented and couldn't find each other. One of them was me. And I just thought I needed to go for a walk, right? Clear, clear the cobwebs. Fresh air. Right. I walked my way right out of Oktoberfest and I just kept marching. Next thing I knew, I didn't know where I was in Munich and um, kind of snapped out of it a bit. And then I realized I didn't really know how or when to go back or what time it was. So I just got (laughs) on a train and headed out of there. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even get to the bus. No, they called me a couple hours later. They're like, dude, you're not at the bus. I'm like, guys, I'm halfway home. <laughs> well, at least you were 
in good enough shape to get on the train and find that place. I mean, that's 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 a that's oh, a, that's, that, a that's where things get even worse. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meta Finnish and Swedish fell off at the bar on the train, and we had a couple. And then uh, <clears throat> forgot I played for help Rod then and got off the train and beating on. <laughs> And I walked out and I like go, I'm by that train station bar at beating high. I'm like, I'm walking into town. Like, shit, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> better go to, better go get a youth cup. And then I tried to turn around and get uh, the train back for uh, the next trade for beating on the Hellbrun. They were done for the night. No more trains. So I had to pay for a cab then from beating to Hellbrun. Overall, in transportation fees that day to get to Oktoberfest, it was like 230 euros for me. <laughs> well spent. Yeah, it's a well. good time, though. <laughs> the four or five hours I spent there. <laughs> I definitely recommend it for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's where and I went to your house. Are you living in the same town, same area? No, we moved. It's it was only it's only about 10 minutes away, but we moved out of that place. That was just uh, well, you, we were yeah. just... We, we were just renting it. We were just renting it that time. Then we we bought another. We bought a house about uh, ten minutes away in Verena's hometown. So nice. that's where we're. That's where we are now. Verena, I haven't seen her in a very long time. Um, <laughs> so I guess you bought, and you'd all you'd also need a few more rooms because I get into where and what are you doing now? And you are, as the media would put it, a thoroughbred girl dad. <laughs> A books and market. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four girls. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely wasn't so planned that way, but uh, that's how it came out and uh, happier. Can't be happier about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, four of play, them, eh? yeah, they all play hockey outside of Lulu's only one and a half, uh, but they're all in the rink. So it's, cool. uh, it's definitely got a lot of travel on our hands as well. Um, well, I guess I'll get into your poster picks quick because that's one of them was the the lineup on the beach where you went from shortest gal to tallest gal, and then there you were. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to stand in the back because make sure I, you look. You look very masculine back there. Well, since Way to go. since uh, since I retired, there a couple uh, pounds have been put on, so I needed to hide. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. That does happen. <laughs> um, okay, poster picks. There's one of you in the beer tents with the fellas. Is that Oktoberfest? No, that's uh, that's a little uh, festival. It happened uh, about a month and a half ago in Cuffborn. So where yeah, I though, are those not the best ones? The, the uh, little the town ones, like Beedingheim's Fetter Market. You can run a muck in those places. Just that, a muck. A muck has been run on that on that place a couple of times. But yes, I agree. The you just got to go to the towns that don't know you, players. If you're living in Germany and you're playing in the second league don't go to your local town one because they know who you are <laughs> and they sewer you seriously <laughs> learn from my mistakes <laughs> they asked me to kindly leave for having fun at their horse mark <laughs> uh, no but definitely you're right the smaller ones are definitely better you got you don't have any pressure on you know you know you just the lineups gotta, aren't as big just gotta enjoy a couple pints it's great and uh yeah i find the food almost better and not expensive so it's a win-win situation find a what, small one what's your favorite song in the beer tents mine's joanna dugaily so wow uh you put me on the spot here uh i'm gonna have to agree with you on that because by that time that song comes you know ever the emotions are that, high that's that, that, you know? that and that's when the mask can smash because you just start feeling it deep in you you know correct correct um yeah, I, I'll agree with you on the Joanna Dugalisau. 
Joanna. <laughs> Anyways, that means you hot pig, folks, in case you're wondering, yeah. right? Just in case. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm on the wrong. No, I'm not. Poster picks. You just sent them to me. That's why they're on the wrong page. Okay. There's uh, one. You're with uh, goalie on one knee with your daughter. Who's that guy? Uh, that's uh, um, Joker, uh, Joachim Reimer from uh, uh, from Munich. Yeah, I remember, he, I remember uh, him. Yeah, uh, when I played in Munich, uh, they didn't actually give me an apartment. I mean, times have changed. Uh, let's put it this way: times have definitely changed. If you go to Munich nowadays, you are getting you like a an villa. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll, you're in a penthouse downtown Munich. But uh, when I went there. Um, yeah, they asked me if I could just stay with the goalie. And the goalie was like, yeah, no problem. We hit it off. We, we like to say music and like to have a couple beers. So it worked out perfect. So Was he a single guy? At that time, he was single. Now he's married. So you just states. had a roommate. That shit's happening all over Europe. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, the best part about it, it, it was it was a roommate type of situation, but I was on the couch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a roommate. <laughs> Pro hockey player, the DL, I'm living on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, that shit does happen. The couch okay. was very comfortable. Next poster <laughs> pick. You're in a shootout. Barnes packed. Is that against Kevin Nastiak? You betcha. I seen I seen Mild that picture. Goalie and Hellbron. Yeah, I seen Nasty in that picture. I'm like, well, I gotta throw throw a couple things out there for the boys. Did you too. score on him? I definitely did not score on him. Um, and you put it on your poster. Why did you want to remember that shit? <laughs> because it, it's it's just because you know him. Uh, backstory about it was we first of all we won the game. That's oh. that's well, the okay. most important. Then you feel yeah. better about messing. Way to go. Well, I mean, it's not like he really made the save. I I tried to do the old, you know, I'm gonna go over here and then go a little blocker really quick, and I tipped it off his stick off the post and in the corner, so it counts as a shot. Your stand, your standard lefty move. Watch me stick handle over here on the right side of the net, and then quickly go to my forehand and shoot low blocker. Usually, uh, they, they nobody's ever seen that move before. Lefties grow up. <laughs> yeah, no backstory on that is that the uh, the uh, that picture was taken from my father in law. They came to the game. And, uh, he's got a house in Dresden. They came to the game, and uh, we went out after the game and everything. So it just, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely don't want to remember the penalty shots that you missed. But uh, in well, that, that, in that, that was sense, a packed barn, and uh, Dresden was a sweet, sweet barn to play in when she was packed, eh? Oh, yeah, it was, it was loud and good dressing rooms. Was, yeah, great atmosphere. Okay, next one, you're at a face-off. Ein bully spiel. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe you're beside Cody Thornton. Exactly. That's yeah. That's just another one. That was my first year back in fighting after Lansuit. That's when uh, the disaster happened in Lansuit when they were in the second league, and then uh, yeah, in a blink of an eye, they went down to the overleague. So yeah, they had their whole entire team: Patrick Jarrett, Apshi, yeah, Geipel was there. They had their whole entire second league team playing in the overleague, and we spanked them every single time. Didn't lose a game to them. Really? So. Yeah, I had that picture with Cody, and Cody and I still stay in contact. You know, really good friend of mine. So you just listed throwing. off some really good players to be beating them in the Oberliga. But I I don't want to pump my own tires, but I'm pretty sure that in the six games I've had 24 points. I don't know. Did yeah, I? You, who's counting yeah. though? Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I met Cody. And I, it, it is interesting when you play in Germany because when you leave a team, you can still like stay over the night the next season and like have beers with your buddies right <laughs> pretty sure i stayed the night in landsuit and went out to that uh that restaurant there you know a uh, couple, couple restaurants but yeah that one yeah 
Yeah, the one yeah. Beckham used to go to, sit on the the table. Oh yeah, yeah. The what was it? Uh, Fanchet? Was it Francesco's? Don't ask me the hard questions, right. dude. Okay, okay moving on. My last poster <laughs> pick. You're in a tracksuit, and that gets me into where. What are you doing now? When I reached out about the shed months ago, you said I just got to build my team, and then I got lots of time. What are you now? Well, uh, yeah, because um, yeah, because I retired. Now I'm the GM of Piting and the assistant coach. So Jeez. that's me. That's me directing the how defenseman how to. The how GM's to do it the assistant coach. Well, like I think everybody knows that. Uh, so well, why don't you? Ju- why I got a question. Why don't you just play your last season? You had over a point a game. This is very true, and I actually am still asking myself that same question. But uh, uh, here we go, Mario Lemieux, come back. No, no, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, I, I, to tell you the truth, I think this was just a good way out. I think that uh, I didn't know myself. Like, okay, were you already the GM? How'd you get the GM no. job? Uh, the GM last year uh, pulled me in around Christmas time and asked me if uh, if I was interested in doing it. So I was kind of like, well, I'm playing. Uh, so you- is so like I this is just me asking because I don't know. Would the guy before you that is obviously has left and handed off to you was that his job or did he have a day job? No, he had a day job as well. Mm, doing yeah. it for the love. Doing it for the love. And uh, when he told me what he was making, I pretty much spat my coffee out and was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm playing. Right. Playing. So, yeah. Yeah. We figured it out. It turned out to be a good gig. And that's the reason why the assistant coach is also on the table because they have to make some type of excuse to pay me. Right. (laughs) And it's fun (laughs) to be paid. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, but it's Um, uh, it's definitely a a hassle. Hold on. Zip it before I forget again. Okay. This jersey. Right behind me, folks, I am raffling off for a Sheffield Steelers fan, Rich Bateman, who had a massive stroke and his son reached out to me, who's a beauty, episode 199.5, James Bateman. And I'm raffling off this jersey to help with his recovery from his stroke to help get him a better life and for his wife and kid, James. So you can buy raffle tickets at aleshockeytails.com. They're two pounds a ticket, and there's like five days left as of right now. So please buy a couple tickets. I really would be thrilled if we just sold at least four more because then we'd have sold 300 raffle tickets, folks. Way to go, Shed family. Keep up the good work. (laughs) Right? That's perfect. I thought it's pretty cool. We've sold almost 300 tickets. How, I got a I got a quick question for you. I mean, you've been asking all the questions right now. I mean, I I mean, this is definitely for the love of the podcast right here, right? You, I, I get up at five thirty to talk hockey to you, yeah, <laughs> for free. I, I find it I find it great. I find health, I, health, health, they, I would call it healthy issues. Some people may not call them healthy issues, but um, I don't know. It, gives, I, it makes my day better. I like doing it, and I get to see my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So it's great. It's great. Love it. Uh, I wouldn't get up for many things at 5.30 in the morning. i get get up for you, though. And Oktoberfest. I would get up at 5.30 for Oktoberfest. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but, yeah, no, I just love it. I love it as much as the first time. And, I, you know, a boy could dream that someday I'll make money doing this, but don't know how, so we'll just keep going. <laughs> but we're having a raffle, folks, for Rich Bateman at aleshockeytails.com. And I think it's really cool, whether I make money or not, that I can help them out by talking to my friends in my shed. So I'll get up for you guys. No worries. 
right? Right. Okay. So assistant coach, what did you, why'd you say something about cough boring is piting by cough boring. Yeah. It's only about 25 minutes away. Half an hour. Ah, the jokers. Yeah. Yeah. The jokers. All right. Is cough boring still a thing? Are they still in the league? Yeah. They're mixing it up. They're mixing it up in the second league. Year, did year they get year, a they new get barn? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That's they pretty sad. much took they 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 pretty much took Beatingheim's rink and just cut it off in the half and just made it just like the one bowl, and it's nice. Okay, well, I the old one tough to play in. It was almost like going into like I don't know, like a dungeon, uh, and, and like a, a war zone. Right. It was. <laughs> um, it was very strange. Bar dark too. <laughs> any 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 time you see a movie where like somebody opens a door to a dungeon and a rat goes running across that's that was, that, yeah that was the bar the jokers <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh what else do i got for yeah your last season 41 and 39 so you just you got the offer to do the gming and um then that's how you decided to hang them up then yeah, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody had to do it. And uh, the way that fighting's always worked, they try to keep it internal. So, yeah. But, I mean, now that it's all said and done, we got, we're doing we're doing the training training camp. We got a game tonight, exhibition game. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the decision. That's and good. The, and the other part about it was the whole entire summer, I did not get my heart rate over 120 once, and I felt great about it. <laughs> you know what? My heart rate doesn't get that high. <laughs> I, I always like to say, don't get too high, don't get too low. That's what I do with the heart rate nowadays. <laughs> I think the heart rate went, got up to 119 with a with a birdie putt the one time in the summer, but that only happened once. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> it's not good, though, because then if you really don't do anything for very long and then say a guy asks you to go play a hockey game in the summer, whew, the heart don't work like it used to. <laughs> it's really pumping. Oh. Ah, jeepers. Okay, <clears throat> so... Last time you ever went back to Canada. Wow. Because uh, one of my questions is, when you got on that plane in 2006, you probably never thought you were going there to stay. And when you talk around in your shed and you hear about all these hockey players and where they end up and where they went, nobody ever thinks about the parents. You know, like when my kids are growing up and you're like, geez, you're already almost 10. And um, you get to 15, 16, and then they're just gone. You've been gone since 2006. How do you think your parents feel about that? Uh, relieved? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really know. They they come over. They were just over here a couple months ago. Um, but with the four kids, it's definitely difficult to get back home. I think the last time I was in Canada was eight years ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they come. Do they? Are they able to come see you? Because it ain't yeah. cheap. Yeah. Well, no. For for those two, when you're traveling, just to. Uh, I almost spoke in German there. Uh, when you're traveling with only two people, it's definitely easier to get around. But as soon as you start throwing the six and sevens around there, then it's definitely. Well, you do know, uh, you do know what made all those children, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm very got to be cautious with the next thing I say. No, Waldo, what, what, how? <laughs> I'm just saying like the next door neighbors here. We got five now. And I'm like, you guys realize what's making all this, right? Like <laughs> maybe cover it up, maybe do something different. I don't know. <laughs> Just thinking out loud, thinking out loud. But uh, anywho, that, you know, um, yeah, it's interesting when you talk to Canadians that end up in Germany, right? And uh, 
kids are speaking German. Like it's, it's, it is a different life than living in Canada, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very different, but at the end of the day, I mean, with everything that's going on there right now, I mean, don't really have all the updates, but I'm almost relieved that I'm over here. See here, it's here. It's easy. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really have to, you know, think about it too much. You can just go do whatever you want. I'm right beside the mountains. It's beautiful, but yeah, I mean, are you into skiing? Uh, well, I, I was into skiing before I came over to Germany because the first year I played in fighting, we would take a couple of trips down to the, to the, to the mountains. And then, um, my GM came in and was like, uh, where were you yesterday? And I'm like, well, uh, you know, skiing. And, uh, then, uh, the next paycheck I got, there was 500 bucks missing. And I was like, uh, why am I missing 500 bucks? Yeah. You, uh, you went skiing. It's a breach of contract. We could have kicked you out, but we only took 500 away from you. Like, are you serious? Like without even that, that must anything? have been in the fine print. <laughs> that was, that, and that's what I was gonna say. So then I was like, "Well, where is this in the contract?" And of course, you know, in your first year, it's gibberish, right? You have, <laughs> you have no idea what's in there, and uh, you just yeah. sign it because, yeah, you're just happy to play. And then, yeah, then you read the fine fine print, and uh, yeah, it definitely says in there that you're uh, able to take a team traffic if you uh, if you a get team caught. Penalty, skiing. folks. Let's yeah. see, my German's still good. I don't know it's, why you're chirping me. Unreal. Do you remember when I taught you some of my bad German and then you called your, your, <laughs> do you remember it? That's right. I remember that story. <laughs> Hammer cut to, told me how to do some trash talking. And I was telling you about what a Kleine Nute was. <laughs> and then you called your wife that. Remember that? She was not was thrilled. Like, she was definitely not thrilled. I, I and you kinda... didn't even know what you were saying. I don't think, I, I think you were calling her like your Shotzi. Yeah, yeah I was Shotzi. That's your honey, it. folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, the, the it's things dead, you the that, things yeah. you learn the <laughs> things you learn over here okay growing up in malay millet alberta millet millet yeah did you, you have some french in your background though uh zero really zero my parents my parents i'm making that to... part up of how <laughs> when i saw the name of the town and it was millet and i'm like maybe that's malay and there was some french <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very uh, uh different way of making the sound town cool of uh what i don't know how many people live so there maybe a thousand millet a thousand people in millet <laughs> yeah something like that i don't know I have, I so what'd your parents do uh well first of all just just to let you know i was only a millet for like maybe a year maybe two i think this was the first year you gotta Prospects tell the research you got to tell the research team this shit because it says I'm from Georgetown. I ain't from Georgetown. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the it's this was the first year Elite Prospects came out and they just put Millet in. First of all, Millet doesn't have a have doesn't have a hospital. Doesn't have a police station. Can't got, come out without a hospital, I really I guess. You got some places. you got one bar and one gas station. That's that's it. You know, right. the bar's hey. your local restaurant, so. And at 9 o'clock, you tuck the kids in and go to the restaurant. We got a lot of places like that around here. Yeah. Todd. So, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not the big guy who's going to call elite prospects and tell them to change that, but I kind of find it funny. Right. Um, so whatever I, I, I go with it. So, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Edmonton until I was 13 years old. And then we moved out to Wetaskiwin and then to from Wetaskiwin, yeah, Wetaskiwin cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. That's Wetaskiwin. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, where's that? It's it's about uh, forty minutes south of Edmonton. Oh, uh, so you're still right there. 
yeah, it's nothing, nothing big. And then after that, I mean, I stayed there for maybe two years and then you know how it is as a junior player. And then you go around. to play hockey and then you're gone. Exactly. So I didn't really get too much out of it. I got a lot of friends back there, but other than that, I mean, yeah. You wouldn't have as much draw or pull to like come back home when you moved around a bit and then you're gone at 15, right? Like it's, it's, yeah. There's nothing really sucking me back in to, to get me back there. Put it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You always look better in later hose too. um so you played triple a and laduke how's how'd you get into hockey everybody played hockey i guess eh i don't even know i got into hockey it was just i just always did it do you want to talk about your curves now because i was going to save it for later but i think it's probably time now um wait we were going to get into where what are you doing now do you have a day job because your email screams you may work for warrior (laughs) i do work for warrior that sweater you're wearing uh, this is yeah I, good, yeah good yeah plug yeah exactly just throw it in there you know yeah we hey. got a couple teams now in england now so I, i'm really happy to uh to well get and, and you also could sponsor the shed we're looking for sponsors you could send my kids free sticks and then i'll shout out warrior all the time because that shit is expensive <laughs> <laughs> that's very true Waldo. <laughs> that's i mean when i think back at it i remember my dad giving me 30 bucks and telling me to go get a stick from the A local hockey piece. shop yeah. <laughs> and he just run in there just grab like a wooden twig that was on sale um but i didn't no. like that no more no but yeah no that's that's my day job uh work with warrior and then after that's done then straight to the rink so rob collins you remember him dusseldorf oh, yes oh yeah dirty uh, player Oh gosh, yeah. So my my childhood hero, and um, I went golfing with him the other day, and uh, he used a curve similar to mine his whole career, and then he got talking to me about toe curves. And um, now that I have you in the shed, he was telling me that with the new technology, you can really whip them, and then like it's only yeah. I'm not gonna get into everything he told me, but he said I got to try it. You were using a toe curve, and I chirped you ruthlessly. <laughs> that was well that one was definitely too big it was the ugliest looking (laughs) stick i've ever played with (laughs) you didn't play with it you just seen it or are you talking okay lineys okay right Right. yeah (laughs) yeah now that was uh yeah i have one here still um yeah that's definitely ugly that's that's, um it it shouldn't have been like that it was literally like straight right and then it was just the most aggressive curve at the end like like just at the end like it almost <laughs> yeah i just needed something to scoop you know <laughs> it was bizarre yeah no that was it's uh it's definitely uh evolved into something different than that but that was that but you're was still a toe curve guy oh yeah uh, yeah toe curve yeah that's that started that started from when wow. i was young but, talk uh, talk to warrior talk to the big dogs find out if you could send me a toe curve so i could try it out and then i'll well, talk we'll put, about we'll it. put it this way put it this way i do have exactly your curve with a toe on what you, you're you the, have you're the, the you, old, have a, you what do you mean you have a heel toe curve how do you have it's, that it's it's you're, you're the old linden guy you used yeah. an old linden p106 baby exactly so we have that curve and somebody gave it to us and was like i need a little thing on it so he a, ma- a little je ne sais quoi yeah, exactly yeah, so really it, yeah so we uh so we have i mean what we have in bolts and stuff like that is ridiculous but i this curve i'll never forget there's two guys that i that use it that i know and they're both right-handed and they're both really dirty hockey players so i can't really chirp the curve 
Well, I wouldn't mind trying this thing. Yeah. Just thinking out loud, you know, if you want to sponsor the show. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the 106 curve, not this one. Uh, the two oh. guys that use the 106, you and, and uh, Brad Miller. Um, oh. Yeah, you guys know where the short side shelf is. I I, I don't know. Uh, they don't, Bauer stopped making that stick, though. Like, right when I was done. It's like, yeah, they ended it right when I ended my career. You can't even find them now. Brutal. No, no. It's sad. It is sad. sad it's a great curve. Great yeah. curve. Anyways. um, So... You go to the St. Albert Saints. Is that in the same neck of the woods then? Is that by Edmonton? It's a suburb of Edmonton, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's all coming to me now. So your rookie year, what are you, like 15, 16? You put up 47 points and 137 penalty minutes. So what are you doing to get all those penalty minutes as a young pup and junior? You fighting people? Uh, I was, yeah, I, I was fighting. I was fighting. Older much. men. I was, yeah, I was fighting older men, but I mean, this is, this, this will never happen anymore in today's hockey, but I will never forget this. Gord Thibodeau, great coach, love him to death. Um, Brad Casper was a, was a 20 year old on the team at the time. And this was my first training camp in junior. And uh, I'm sitting on the bench and, and I'm getting ready to go on the ice and Brad Casper's like, we're playing an inner squad game. He's on the other team. He's like, let's go Ty. I was like, Hey Brad, what's, what's up? And he's like, no, no, let's go. And I'm like, Oh no, no, dude! You're you're six three. I'm, I'm you're, and you're you. and you're twenty years old. Well, yeah, you're twenty years old. I'm fifteen. Like, what are you talking about? And anyway, so then I left the ice. I just went. I just changed. I was like, nope, changed. And uh, at that point, uh, one of the older players, Tim Schneider, came up to me, put his arm around me, and he was like, pretty much told me, "Hey, you need to do this." And I was like, "Come on, man! Like this, this, this is a man shot." Like, I can't, like, what, I have no chance. He's like, Ty, he's like, you got to prove to all the, all the guys, you're, you're going to be on this team. Like, you know, and you got to prove to the coach that you're, that you're not a baby. You're not a pussy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So can't be one of them. No. So I started like, you know, like, okay, you got to do, do this, you know, like, you know, try to build yourself up. And I just remembered my dad telling me that if you ever get mad at somebody and you're going to fight them and you really want to beat them up, then wait till the end of their shift. Yo. So, so I was like, okay. So you went strategic at 15 years old, eh? <laughs> so, so what did I do? Uh, so he skated by the bench and he kind of chirped me a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. And then what ended up happening was on the way back, I just jumped on the ice. It was definitely six on five. And I just, I grabbed him, dropped the gloves and fought him for the first time. Well, did okay. Just, just an inner squad realized... game. The extra player is you're just showing everybody. Watch my balls drop, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it turned out. It turned out that's what happened. It did good on the first one. Uh, ho- ho- hockey used to be a lot different than this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, it's definitely. When I was in junior, man, line brawls were not that uncommon. <laughs> it that it happened at least once every two weeks. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, Yeah. it's totally different. Yeah. Um, So that, so that's how that, all that penalty action happened in the next two years. Okay. So, okay. So you just spot that season, but you also put up 47 points as a young buckaroo. So the second year there, okay. 82 points, 226 penalty minutes. (laughs) So I know most teams, right? Once you're the scorer. They don't really want you to fight because you're the scorer. Um, what I don't know. This team seemed to want you to do both, right? It's tough when you set the penalty box for 226 
minutes of the season to put up 82 points. <laughs> I, I would, I would just, uh, I would just comment on this as just being, that was, yeah, it probably wasn't, <laughs> probably wasn't the smartest idea and I didn't really pick or choose the right time. So they would say, mm. but uh, you're learning. I, I was learning. Uh, there was a lot of testosterone going around in the body. Uh, I met a girlfriend the one time and she actually, the first thing she said was, I'm not going to ever come to a hockey game unless you tell me you're going to fight somebody. So, oh dear. So, I mean, obviously I was like, oh, Jeepers. Like, <laughs> just, just pick out somebody. I'll just point them out. <laughs> <laughs> fight anybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah. no. oh that's funny <laughs> uh but uh that season okay 32 points and 20 playoff games so did you guys almost win the whole thing we lost in game seven one nothing Pew. game seven of the finals yeah caught camros kodiaks that was uh the camros kodiaks yeah oh, yeah they went on they went on to don't win the tell me matt yeah don't tell me boots matt ponto's on that team you betcha. Yeah, Western Michigan Bronco folks. Yeah, Pre- prettiest yeah. guy at the college. All the girls wanted him. Ponce, Ponce was a pretty human being. Oh, God. And then he could flip girls over, <laughs> like, on the dance floor. You know, yeah, they'd, be right. out, they'd, be out, right. they'd be out two-stepping, and then well, he'd flip them over, and my gosh, would they be hot and bothered once the pretty guy flipped them. <laughs> so game, so game set match folks <laughs> exactly with task with task when where i was living or where my standort was at that time uh was only it's only a half an hour away from with where i was living camera so we would always go there in the summertime and this is where the first time i actually met Ponce face to face and this is where i seen all the magic happen i was like i need to learn how to do that that guy can work i didn't dance learn. for in the two-step there's no <laughs> doubt <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, no, a small world. I didn't know you do have, but yeah, he uh, lived beside me all like all four years in college. So, yeah, or three years. He was a year ahead of me. Great dude, though. Great guy. Great guy. Um, so he beat you in the finals. That stinks, eh? Yeah, yeah. One nothing. Probably didn't yeah. go over that yet. It was a one nothing. It was one nothing game. But come on, like, like that sucks. Like make it interesting. Like it should have been like six five or something, but like a one nothing game, like that just that might as well just put a stake in my heart. Uh, losing sucks. It's they yeah. say it's the opposite of winning. You know? C- correct. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh hockey's way more fun when you win. Um, anyways, so you're drafted to the Calgary Hitman, the research team found, because they are thorough, but you never played for them and you played for Swift Current. So did uh they trade your ass before you even got there? No, I, I took a full ride to Denver University because I was playing in the Junior A League. I was going to school. and You got uh, a full ride to Denver and didn't take it? Uh, don't Hey, come on here. We're not – yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not going to make excuses. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Flew, flew down there, seen the school. Uh, my buddy Jeff Drummond was playing there at the time. It was – I mean, I really don't know why I didn't go. I'll put it this way. This was one of those things that you just say those were the it was a little mistake in my life. Well, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want, right? It's a it's a windy, twisty road we get on yeah. in hockey, right? And you never know. But so why did you make the decision not to go? Because well, uh, Denver, Colorado, I've never really been there, but I hear nice things. And I'm pretty sure 
background then they were winning national championships just well that that was the that was the plan it was me and paul stastny down there in our freshman year together and, and uh, the other guy was roller hockey enthusiast gabe goche gabe goche was already there putting uh putting uh yeah his stat his stat book together mm-hmm. um gabe good, Goetje, squad. Goetje, good squad good yeah, squad caldwell was there uh, like, caldwell like ryan caldwell yeah uh i think i i think i actually spent the night in his dorm if i'm well, not Wow, you know a lot of people I didn't realize the research team didn't find because Calds, uh, (laughs) when I first started this, was one of the guys I reached out to to do it. He's a scout for the NHL now, and he says he can't come on while he's doing that, but he could give me a whole bunch of phone numbers. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, no, but that's not how I work. I wanted him. (laughs) I didn't want all his other guys, you know? Now, long story short, uh, I uh, turned out uh, in yeah uh, late summer. Uh, my grandpa passed away. Um, there was just a lot of like uh, just stress about the whole entire thing. And then Swift Current, I was a free agent in the WHL, and Swift Current came knocking at my door. They were rated number one in the country before we even started. Uh, Alex Levitt was playing on that team at that time. Childhood oh, friend. Baby and uh he's a childhood was, friend of yours well, we grew up playing hockey against each other since we were babies god so, hockey's a small world and you're yeah, talking so, around he's so a Alex, funny guy dude he came to the shed and he's hilarious levy levy knows what's up <laughs> he, he does know what's up you're right yeah. yeah yeah so then i just uh so after talking after talking with him and his parents his dad actually called me too about it and then told me what kind of opportunity this was and then i yeah then i dropped my scholarship and then went to swift current and uh asked for a trade two months later it was a great decision (laughs) so you you went there and then asked for a trade Oh yeah, was, I mean, I think anybody on that on that team. I mean, we had Ian White, we had Jeremy Williams, we had Levitt. Uh, I mean, we had. There's another guy that played. Uh, research team was hot. He was in Switzerland. Uh, oh, the guy that led. Oh, Redenbach. Redenbach. There you go. There you go. Redenbach. Yeah. yeah, Tyler. Tyler. There it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, Tyler. He had the the. I'm telling you, this was the biggest blonde fro you could ever see this guy when, when he fucked it up oh it was it was his clur- curliest hair that i've ever seen in my life and it was blonde and i'm telling you like if he grew it out it was this big it was so you went to this team that had all these studs and then you're like geez i'm not gonna get ice time here so i better go to a shitty team but you went there because they're in first place man no no i didn't go there because we didn't even step on the ice yet we were just rated number one in the country oh. <laughs> so what was wrong when you got there well, I, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard to make up any good excuses for this that actually sound, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, it, really tough. Uh, I was playing with Levy, uh, point per game, everything was fine, but it was just, I don't know, like the coaches were just pushing me in the wrong direction. I think the one story, I think a lot of people who, uh, who know me back from Western Canada, um, there was a situation where I was on the blue line and I had the puck and um, my centerman was coming through and I chipped it like through the middle and he went in on a breakaway and my coach told me never to do that again pass it to a guy for a breakaway well yeah so anyways he was like well I was like he wanted you, you to do? chip it 
chip it off the boards, you know, chip it off the boards. Let your ship it in there. Get it, it deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause Le- Levy would have been thrilled if you did that shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure the comment that came out of my mouth was, do you, uh, do you think that Van- I was drafted by Vancouver at this time? This was definitely something that I should have never said as a 18 year old, but I was like, do you think that the coach from Vancouver tells Mark Crawford tells uh, Bertuzzi and Naslin to chip the puck in deep? And that was pretty much the end of my stint in Swift Current. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <There. laughs> uh, but that old school mentality, man, uh, it yeah. was uh, it was different. Very different. Yeah. 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 I, I would like to say that we were ahead of the curve. Like we knew where hockey was going. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude. Nobody even was even doing the spinneroonies. <laughs> that shit was happening in the second league of Germany for years. Now pa- Patrick Kane does it once in the NHL. All of a sudden, it's a cool thing. Shit was happening in Beatingheim for years. <laughs> spinneroonies every time I went down the ice, folks. The, the NHL definitely finally <laughs> caught up to us. <laughs> hey, we were dropping it back on the power play, too. It's a, hey, we actually did that. I know. <laughs> I was one that made you. <laughs> Ty, if you see somebody in front of you, just just leave the puck. Do just not skate it all the way up. If you don't drop it back, I'm going to be way fucking back here without the puck. <laughs> I did pass it back, folks. I did pass it back. <laughs> and Stefan Robitaille, was he on that power play? Was he there when you no. were there? No, no, he was, he was the year before. He was. The year I, before. Okay, I did it with him. That's when yeah. it started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, works though, you know screws up the gap just thinking you're an assistant coach you know do you guys drop it back on the power play well the the one group drops it back but uh they're not they're not that far they're not that far yet they gotta it's five new guys i don't even know these guys you'll get there by christmas right yeah i'm hoping we get there by tonight but let's see what happens (laughs) (laughs) happens. um that just made me think of christmas markets when i brought up christmas gosh germany's fun well, we'll put it this way, Waldo. If you ever want to come back, Piding is known. It's known in southern Germany for having the best Glühwein at a hockey game. What may Glühwein all kind of tastes the same though, no? <laughs> apparently, I, I don't know. I don't I've never had one from Piding, but apparently Oh, you're you're fans, too busy working, right? Well, I was too busy playing, but Glue Glühwein think- is pretty good but man it can get you awfully into one when you're out in the fresh air and you're trying to stay warm yeah that's why you got to throw a shot of amaretto in there or rum (laughs) (laughs) they offer both um (laughs) yeah jeremy was fun though those christmas markets you go out as a team or with the boys that's that's as fun as hockey gets that in the beer tents you know there's a lot of uh, team building definitely over the season in, in Germany. And that's what I, that's especially what I in the Oberliga. Do you guys still have Cabina Fest? Uh, yeah. Twice a month. At least if you're the GM of a team and you stop Cabina Fest, I will come over there and kick you right in the deck. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that I was the first one who paid for the first Cabina Fest this year. I, you got to push that. That's gotta, you got you to gotta get that going. That is how teams win, folks. Cabina Fest. You got to bring the boys together. That is means locker room party. You take turns bringing in food and you get the beers and then you just hang out in the locker room after a practice at the start of the week. And then you might hit the town after the locker room, right? Nobody as a knows. team. As Nobody a team. knows. But as a team. <laughs> right? Very true. Very true. Very true. And, and you need that shit. It's it's, uh, it's it's crucial. If you don't have that, then you won't win. You will not win. It's You're fact. right. That's fact. 
Yes, I agree. Okay. Uh, moving on. So you didn't go to Calgary. You get to Swift Current. You ask for a trade. They trade your ass to the Vancouver Giants. Correct. Were you guys any good there? Uh, we lost in the second round, I think, of the playoffs. We had a good. We had a good squad. We had a good squad. That was when Gilbert Brule was coming up. Uh, so you know, that, I got everybody. I got a couple names written down here. Gilbert Brule. Yeah. So when I went to Columbus training camp, he had literally just been drafted like sixth or seventh overall, and that seventh, was the training yeah. camp I was at. And we were doing like the the physicals at the doctors, and um, just through my experiences in hockey, was I was not big enough. I was not big enough to play in the NHL. I was never going to make it. That is what everybody had told me my entire life. And then Gilbert Brule walked out of the room. I'm like, everybody's talking about how he could be win the Calder. How he's like top, you know, top six draft pick, and he's ready now. And he was fucking smaller than me. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I I got no comment on that one. I mean, he wasn't I mean, big. You know, he's definitely not big. He's definitely not big. Uh, and your guys' talents. I mean, I wouldn't say that he was better than you or anything like that. It was just shut up. I, what I said. I said he wasn't better than pumping know, your tires. And I'm, and I'm saying shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even make just, sense. He's a sixth overall pick to the NHL. Uh, the other guy that was good is Adam Corshane. Ah, uh, Doofy. Yeah. Doofy, I, yeah. I I think he was in Dusseldorf. Wow. Yeah, he he's he's he showed up around Germany. He's he's got he's got a couple Oktoberfests under his belt. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be pretty good. Did you play with them at all? Yeah, uh, I was actually with uh, with Lynch and Doofy on a line, and they picked me up before every single game, and I wasn't allowed to talk. They had their own ritual. They were really really into their pregame ritual. ritual. You yeah. weren't allowed to talk. Well, well, what if they it was not recommended? Well, nobody ever said please don't talk, but I mean, it was they were they were doing like when they would get coffee, they would speak like just they you know like order exactly the same every single time, and then like when they would give it over, it'd be a thank you, my friend. And I was just sitting in the back, just checking this out, and I'm new. And yeah. I was just like, you know what, boys, you guys can I, do whatever you want. I, mean, I wonder if that what, was just a junior thing or if they carried that shit with them. I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty right. sure that didn't because you can get uh, into some funky stuff in junior, right? When you think it's cool to do stuff. And yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, there, uh, that was, it was, it was a very uh, uh, blessing in disguise getting to Vancouver. That's for sure. I ended up living there for the next five years of my life kept going back there after after the seasons were over and uh it was yeah vancouver Tawasan area where we were it was unbelievable um and the I'm, boys were good and the organizations first class i've never been out that way but it looks nice um but i always would have pictured jill bear brulee coming from the quebec league he, should... he's bo- born in edmonton see who knows <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the stuff till you get in the shed but um anyways okay um let's see here though vancouver's nice but how much when do you get drafted by the canucks were you with the vancouver giants at then no i after that uh, that when you were going year, to denver when, yeah. when, in junior you got drafted out of junior yeah and that's when uh when i when i said i wasn't going to school that's when brian burke called me and pretty much um yeah had a couple words for me 
Uh, so he was telling you, you should be going to school. Oh yeah. He was pushing me to go to school hundred percent. I mean, you get to save four years on a prospect. I mean, that's, that's just being smart. Uh, like I said, I wasn't smart at that time in my life. Um, but, uh, are you claiming yeah. you are smart now? I'm definitely a smarter human being than I was 17 years ago. You do ago. live and you learn, right? <laughs> you try to. You try to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's when I got there. That's when uh, that's when I, I was drafted. And uh, it turned out, it, I mean, it was fun. I went to two camps. It was, it was all good. But, I mean, I think anybody else who's ever been in that type of situation can see right away when, when Ryan Kessler comes in and signs right off the bat as the first rounder and you're the fourth rounder and nobody really – talks to you right. <laughs> you can be kinda... talking to you yeah. it's a thing yeah <laughs> yeah now yeah. it's definitely it's definitely you can see the writing on the wall and yeah it's fine that's why i jumped over to europe so quick well and yeah then so you did get your ass traded one more time though to the red yeah. deer rebels yes was that to go on a playoff run uh, that was that was a little a, a little bit of both. That was a playoff run, and that was also uh, uh, we had too many twenty year old guys at that time. And in that, I don't I, has the rules changed? I mean, you're only allowed to have three twenty year olds still, right? Probably. I mean, yeah, the research yeah, so, team can only know so much about hockey rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he, uh, yeah, so they. Uh, uh, they I saw so the overage year. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. a rule. Yeah, Mark Mark Fistrick was our captain at that time, and he broke his jaw. So we needed to get another player to play defense and they put me back on D and I, I held my own. I held my own. I could Is that backwards. right? You went yeah. DE at your last year of junior? Well, I just for a couple games and then I think they realized, That's okay. Good though. If, but yeah. like a fourth rounder to the show, there's a lot of punks out there that would say, I'm drafted to the show. They don't want to see me on defense. <laughs> oh, I was excited. I love, I love defense. It's great. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, your top scorer. I've heard his name before and I've seen him play Roman wick Swiss oh, yeah. guy. He's oh, good. Yeah. Eh? Wiki's that's where the toker starts, buddy. Really? That's where it all started right there. Cause you saw him do really good. And you're like, geez, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't really say that i think that you try to stick and practice did he shoot the same way as you uh yeah he was a lefty uh i tried it and i just like to handle the puck so i was yeah so that that's was what, taken so calls is telling me it's like almost like having a lacrosse stick that the toe at the end almost keeps it like a pocket and then when it's time to shoot it you just like whip it and then you yeah. use the flex yeah. and um yeah, you're 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 a classic type of guy. Like you're a heel toe type of guy. I and am. When you got a when you got a toe curve, you can just scoop it and just let her rip. It's great. But you're saying I could get the heel and the toe going. Oh, you can have both best of both. How curves. would you backhand that shit? That'd be wild. Oh, I'll teach you. You know how my backhand was great. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever saw you use it. <laughs> okay, so whatever. Dion Phaneuf was on that team too, eh? Colin Fraser. Colin Fraser. Good team yeah. then. Yeah, we did we did well. We did well. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Best best five on three I've ever had in my life. Just pretty much I was playing D in the five on three, and it was pretty much you get the puck from Colin, you give it to Dion and see what happens. And I'm pretty sure I had about 14 assists that way. So Dion's a lefty. So you are playing the top left, passing over to his one timer. Exactly. It was the easiest job of my life. And he'd just throw his tits into her. Oh, just lean right into that synergy. 55 points in 42 games you had. 
Um, only 35 penalty minutes. So did someone finally have a talk with you and say, Hey, I don't think you're that good at fighting. You're not, that um, you're not that strong. Uh, what did I, actually that talk, I'm going to never forget that talk. Uh, it was during the world junior times. And that was the year that they had that unbelievable Canada had that unbelievable squad. And, um, somebody ran over our captain at the, at that time. And I grabbed him and fought him and everything was fine. And after that, I got back from the penalty box. Brent Sutter grabbed me at the back of the jersey and told me never to do that again. I need your hands to score. And that's where my life changed. Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, because, yeah, you'd want, you still want someone to do that for your captain, right? Well, we had, I mean, I mean, I still live in that same day and age that if somebody destroys your captain, that you stick up for your captain. S- someone goes and does something. Yeah, I mean, nowadays it's really just if like you, a, if, like... and if you don't, <laughs> then that other team owns your ass, in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. So that's I, I still live I by would that still code. totally take the penalty f- for the team. Like we'll kill that shit. You know, I I could definitely I could definitely see you pulling a Phil Kessel and just slashing like five. Are times. you serious? You think that's who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I get in there and muck right up, Ty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very true. Uh, I've seen you do it. Slash, guys. There was no <laughs> mucking it up in Germany. Nobody's doing nothing there. <laughs> get penalties for hitting hard in that league. Yeah, that's 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 still happening. <laughs> <laughs> do they have refing courses over there? Um, no, but uh, they should start. <laughs> well, no, they do, but the problem is, is that the people Who's that teaching? are teaching them, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, seriously, they, it's God, it's ridiculous. I mean, and then they tried to explain to us last year that we're changing all the rules to be like North America NHL. I'm like, you, what? You guys should just keep to your own thing because if you guys try to try to do what they do, oh, yeah, it'd be a bloodbath out there. Oh, yeah. All right. Enough about <laughs> refing. I'm getting going. I have to worry yeah, about that. <laughs> Sorry. Who do you play tonight? Play Rosenheim tonight. Rosenheim? Yeah. Are they in the second league? No, they're in the third league. They, they went down too. Do they play in that old barn still? Yeah, the old barn is a little bit renovated right now, but uh, what a coincidence. They have their festival right now on. Mm-hmm. So I know two Are of the, you playing I know, there? No, we're playing. We go there next weekend. But uh, the uh, there's two of their top players who are hung over today, <laughs> in, in, injured, injured, yeah. Yeah. and they will not be making the trip today. So uh, I already know where they. Are. Yeah, I mean, just a healthy guess, right? <laughs> yeah, exhibition game. It's preseason, folks. Exactly. <laughs> Pick and choose your spots. For <laughs> so you don't sign with the Canucks, then is what I'm gathering. So what are your pro options? Uh, pro options. Uh, well, that year in Red Deer, um, Sutter got me into an East Coast team. So right after the playoffs were over, I was supposed to go down to the coast. And then I blew my knee out in the last game of the season. So awesome. that didn't happen. No. Yeah. And then it's after sad. that, I was pretty much yeah, left there to rot. And then I uh, had to make a couple calls myself and pull in a couple favors some, for some, from some friends. And then I went down to South Carolina. That's, uh, that's how I got down there. So you played a one game for the Columbia Inferno. Yeah, and I at the end of, at the end of my before I got surgery on my shoulder on that year was I uh, they didn't want to. This was one of the craziest things I've ever been a part of. I never even knew this was actually, yeah, this is actually happens. I got a physical done 
uh, the week before I got traded to Columbia. And they were like, okay, you need shoulder surgery. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I get all the checkups and everything, and then I get traded. And then when I get to Columbia, the same day, one of their guys uh, drove over and, uh, and picked me up because it's just down the road. Uh, I get to the, I get to the, uh, to the, uh, to the rink and throw my stuff in the stall. And then the coach is kind of explaining to me what's going on. And I'm like, okay, uh, am I playing tonight? And he's like, yeah, you're playing tonight. I'm like, uh, well, I just got, I just told I need knee yeah. shoulder surgery. Exactly. So I was like, what, what, do, what do you, uh, what's going on here? And they said, oh yeah, well, we just, the only reason why we traded for you is because that we're going to pay for the surgery. And I was like, okay. So, but I still need to play tonight. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we need you to play tonight. So I literally played the one game in Columbia. And then after that, the doctor came after the game, did another physical, said the same thing as the other doctor, you need shoulder surgery. I was like, all right. And that was it. And then I just stayed in Columbia for the next two months. And then at the end of the season, they gave me surgery. I didn't even practice anymore. It was great. But they paid for the surgery. They, yeah, they paid for the surgery. They paid for the workers' compensation. They paid for the, the big hula la. And I just was in Columbia. And, and you the paid, played one game for them. Exactly. I, I, like Is I said, that's I the same that's... season you're in South Carolina, though? So you're in South Carolina to begin with. You get, yeah. And you're doing all right. A couple guys on that squad, okay? Leaguer. <clears throat> Jeff Leguie. Yeah, roommate. He was your roommate there. He was my roommate. And, and they him, shipped his ass to Daytona Beach, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I know that I know Jared Bednar, uh, Stanley Cup champion, uh, was the assistant coach at that time. But some of the decisions that were made during that season were very question marky. Yeah, well, if you're not, maybe he's not making the decisions on player personnel, but Jeff Leguiz is an awfully pretty good player, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, another guy on the squad, um, Ryan Finnerty. Oh, Finner. Yeah. yeah. Would he, he would have been like, he's older than us, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit older than us. Not would too much. Would he have been like a couple, few years into the coast, really running amok then? Really? Well, was, I mean, was it, was it his team? I could picture it being his team. I'm pretty sure it was him and Ryan Gomez's team. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Him and Gomer, they were inseparable. They fought everybody. They, they ran amok in every ran bar amok, town. Say. Yeah. But oh, in the, the bars too. Yeah. The, well, the Finner, back, he seems like a fighting, player. <laughs> yeah. Finner was Finner was a great hockey player. What I but what he taught me was that the same thing is what I pretty much already knew. Like stick up for your teammates. So once yeah. again, I'm playing on a line with Finner and, and Gomer, and I, you know, I'm pretty much the only skilled guy there. Well, at least I thought. And uh, somebody hammered Trevor Johnson, our co our captain. So I did the same thing as what you knew. It's just like an instinct. I grabbed the guy. And all I hear is Finner yelling at me. I'm in a fight. I got the guy on the glass. I'm in a fight. Finner's yelling at me, go down, go down time. And I'm like, Finner, what? Like, I'm in a fight. Like, come on, man. Like, what about, hey, Elfgates or whatever, you yeah. know, like, let's go. Let's like beat him up. Yeah. And he's yelling at me to go down. So I throw a couple like jabs or whatever. And then literally like seatbelt this guy and pull him down to the ice. Take the five minutes. Everybody loves it. Cause you stuck up for your captain. And then Finner's like, dude, do you know what, do you know what, you know who that is? I'm like, no. He's like, did you not read the game notes before the game? And apparently he had the most penalty minutes in the whole entire East coast hockey league. And literally if he would have strung me out, probably don't know if I'd be here today. Right. 
And if you yeah. can fight the wrong guys, if you don't know. Exactly. Sometimes so, they don't even look like like the guy. And then no. I know. And that's but, Finner. That's Finner to a T, like little small stocky guy, but man, could he chuck him? I yeah. couldn't really chuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did try. I never did that. What are you talking about? I never slashed me like that. That's very true. In Daytona Beach, I fought like five times. Really bucked her up with those with those little things. Oh little yeah, yeah. These muffin mitts, baby. <laughs> uh, I fought my second last game professional hockey too with Cardiff. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Uh, ever heard of a Kevin Noble? Real punk. I've 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 never heard of that name. Sorry. Yeah. You, you don't need to. He's a punk. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things you're talking about. My the, the my defenseman, one of my best buddies, Carl Hudson, wheeling in, flying, and the guy literally slid on his hands and knees across and took him out for at the knees, like he that's he, dangerous. Yeah, and it was horse manure, and I was right behind waiting for the drop pass, and I was like, well. Here we are. <laughs> if, if I don't get this drop pass, I might have to shed the minutes. Well, so Carl went flying. He did like a cartwheel. Like I thought he was dead. And then there was, there I was. So I fought him and I, a melee. I think I did quite well. I'm thankful that those muffins are still intact. We're fine. <laughs> he didn't even get me with a clean one. I think I, you could almost say I, it was a draw. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping for a win there, but <laughs> uh, that would be a stretch. <laughs> uh, so after that year, though, so that's how it ends is in Colombia. So they traded yeah. you and Lagui out of there. Yeah. Okay. So then you go to Colombia, get your shoulder fixed, and then well, how does the decision work to go to Europe? Uh, was that the NHL draft in Vancouver? And uh, my uncle worked uh, with the Oilers for a long time. So I kind of knew a, a lot of the personnel. And uh, while I was with one arm walking around, I was, I didn't have any of the, of the good pain poppers on me. So it was a little bit thumping and a little bit sore. So I decided to go for a walk. And while I was going for a walk, I seen one of the Oilers guys. So he invited me in the box and we started uh, watching the draft in the box. And uh, Jeff Ward was uh, uh, a head coach of the Isalone Roosters and a, uh, uh, a scout for the Edmonton Oilers. And he, he asked me what I was doing and then brought me over to Germany. Jeff Ward did. Yeah. Jeff Ward was my substitute grade six gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of coincidences going on today. <laughs> and I'm not joking. You can ask him Park Manor <laughs> Elementary School, Elmira, Ontario. Before he got right into coaching, he was the substitute teacher. I think he was already into coaching at that point. Um, so that's how you get there, eh? Yeah. Um, but he wasn't in piting. You went to piting. No, well, he 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 uh he set me up with a with like a couple numbers and stuff like that. He told me that uh, he'll tell somebody to get a couple contracts sent over type of thing. I was going in blind. That's I, pretty I, cool that he helped you out and he didn't really know you. No, it was the first time me meeting him on that day. But I mean, just really? because of all the Edmonton alumni that was up there that I knew, uh, I guess he just took their word for it type of thing. So, wow. Yeah. Neato. Good yeah. work. Good work. Wardo. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, Okay. One guy that was on your team and fighting that year, Dan oh. Howman. Oh boy, Danny boy, guy, eh? 
Yeah, that's uh, that, yeah. He's he's a gem. He uh, really is gem. one of my favorites. He was in Beatingheim with me. And one of my favorite stories of my time over in Germany was we talk about how different it is, right? I talk about how um, lunch hours in Germany they actually take a break. They actually stop working and like all sit down and eat. And uh, Sundays, everything's closed. You literally have to, like, you spend time with your family. So if you don't work. And um, Dan Hallman, my second year in Germany when I'm in Beatingheim, he got the police called on him for gardening on a Sunday <laughs> at his own house. His neighbors called the police on him for gardening on a Sunday. Yeah, that's... Uh that's uh it's one for the it's one for the books i have no idea why that rule is but i mean i got in trouble the other day actually because i had a fantasy football draft at my house and the grass was a little bit too long and all the canadian u.s boys were like why don't you cut the grass why didn't you cut it before we got here it's sunday and i was like it's sunday boys what are you what are you, what are you thinking yeah you can't cut the grass on yeah. sundays yeah and then they that, turned, that's uh, when you get shit done in canada <laughs> yeah. exactly it's it's a hundred percent but i'm lucky that i got a good good neighbors behind me so when they turn on the uh, bluetooth speaker a little bit louder than was allowed on a sunday afternoon mm-hmm. they actually that- came over and uh, grabbed a beer and enjoyed the time with us so it was perfect so there was no cops coming. right you just need neighbors to smile and enjoy themselves instead of call the cops <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dad hall was a great teammate great dude loved my time with him at beating high watched great a lot of, lot watched a lot of ufc fights together you know yeah. that's so your first year i find in europe is probably the most important one you have because there's a lot of dudes that go over there for a season and then that's about that right yeah yeah you had 61 points and 47 games played it's pretty good. It was decent. It was decent. Was your team any good? Uh, we were eighth place, lost in the first round. Yeah, that's not memorable. Okay, <laughs> um, but that was the first year I was in, I was inducted into into a cabina fest or introduced to a cabina fest. It was a great year. It is a great year. Your first <laughs> cabina fest, you never forget that shit. No, never. My first two weeks in Germany, or the first week. The team that was our team trip to Oktoberfest, and it was only 30 minutes away from Landsuit. And like when I saw what we did as a team, and I was like, wow, this is hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Where has this been all my life? <laughs> and the fellas were so kind. Uh, I was staying at the GM's house at that time. They did not let me go back there that night. I stayed over at a teammate's. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. <laughs> Didn't want to get the kerfuffle started right away because I had fun at Oktoberfest. <laughs> Richie, Richie knew was going on he, he knew i shouldn't go to the gm's house like that <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay so anyways <clears throat> the research team's pretty good at finding out when guys fall in love but i haven't had a love story on for a while and that first year you play in piting and then you play a bunch of other places and then go back to piting for eight years and then say life so your first year in Germany, did you or did you not fall in love? And can I hear the story? <laughs> you want the story? I do. Okay. How'd you meet? Uh, how did we meet? Uh, how, after- how are your four girls not going to know all this shit unless we tell them in the shed? <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Um, no, uh, I met Verena through our goalie's girlfriend. Uh, it was about the second month into the season, and she was like, "Hey, she's from Yugoslavia, by the way." Um, Verena? 
No, no. The, the, the goalie. The, the goal, very incursed wife, yeah. Yurga is her name. Yurga. Yurga. And uh, Yurga was like, hey, I have a nice friend for you. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Yurga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really take it too seriously. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, whatever, she was always, she came to these games. And, and you know, after seeing her one time, I was like, oh, maybe I should meet Yurga's friend. Um, so, yeah, I went over there and chatted with her a little bit. She, you know, gave the old, I don't speak English card where when she actually wanted to speak, it was fluent. And you're like, right. oh, okay. Toying with me like that. Yeah, exactly. So now, so we, we kind of bounce around a little bit and uh, every single time I tried to, uh, you know, line up a date or whatever, uh, she always had a great excuse, you know, mm-hmm. toying so, with you. Yeah, so then Yurga, I, uh, she set up an evening where we had dinner at, at their place. Uh, she came over and I cooked, wanted to impress. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, after that uh, night, uh, I, we were walking to our car or to the car. And I just said to her, hey, you know, like the last couple of times that we've, we've met up, we've always been around people, you know, like you just want to go out and get a drink. Just just the two of us. And then she uh, gave a, gave me the old, uh, no, I got to work. Mm. I was like, okay, all right. Well, this is Fair the enough. end of this. Yeah, yeah, this is the end of this. I mean, I've put in some time and effort here. And, You've been working uh, hard. You've been mucking it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not getting anywhere with it. So, I, was, I, I mean, I know where to cut the line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I cut the line. And then she wrote me back like a week later, like, hey, do you want to come over and watch a movie? And uh-huh. that was it. Then that was it. That was, you know, the old movie. You just had to stand your ground, mate. Exactly. I just had to, (laughs) I had to stop texting her and stop uh, saying hello to her. And then, uh, then I get an invite to the movie night. You had to play hard to get. And the rest is history as they say. Then the rest, the rest is absolutely history. So after that year in piting, you go to, uh, actually it says you played a game for the Victoria Salmon Kings. Correct. Which one's first, that or Bad Nauheim? Got to be no, Victoria. Victoria was first because uh, the NHL dream kicked back to in in the summertime. I don't know. After a good year in the third league. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. I was. I went back to Vancouver after that year in um, in Piting that first year, and uh, Brianna came over. I was training with uh, with uh, Seabrook and Duncan Keith and and Johnny Lammers and yeah. And, uh, I was, we were on the ice at, at some right times. And, uh, then, um, uh, the Manitoba moose called me and they wanted me to play with the moose. So I was kind of like, okay, that's where the dream kind of kicked back in. And, um, so kind of did everything they wanted me to do. And when it came down to flying to Manitoba for the training camp, uh, there was just no ticket. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Oh, how am, I, how am I supposed to get over there? And then, Oh, we forgot. Yeah. So there's so, no like contract. They just want you to go to camp. And that well, could... they, that, yeah, the contract was with Vic, Vic, Victoria. Right. And they, yeah, they wanted me to come to the camp and Victoria, the, the, they had a bunch of guys living out there at that time. So they had a bunch of practices set up and everything. So uh, I ended up signing with Victoria to go to the moose, but Finnerty was also on that team, the Victoria team. Uh, and uh, ah, yeah, I played one game there. Yeah. Kind of knew what was going on. And, I'm heading out of here again. 
I'm getting the hell out of here. And you got the deal in Bad Nauheim in the third league, which they become a second league team. So, anyways, that year you're doing well in the third league for the bulk of it. And then I remember this because this is the year I'm in Landsuit. Landsberg has a great team. They got Doug Andrus, Shed Guy, Adam Mitchell, who's right from around here, and David Wrigley. They have some great imports in the second league in Germany, and they're doing well. And then they pretty near go tits up, and they let all the imports go. And then they play with just a brutal team, and that's when you go there? Well, yeah. Um, Landsberg's only 10 minutes away from where Verena and I lived at that time. Ah. And uh, while I was in Bad Nauheim, I'll never forget this. Verena picked me up uh, after a bus trip and uh, we were driving home and she told me that uh, she's pregnant. Oh. So that was pretty much a decision. Okay, do I go and suck in Landsberg or do I just go to Landsberg and be at home type of thing? So I went to Landsberg basically on basically just on the on the fact that Verena was pregnant. So I just went home. So I was then with her the whole entire time. So you could be with her and then play on that team that wasn't really paying guys. Much. I'm pretty sure. Well, I got all my money on that year, but I'm pretty sure that we never won one single hockey game. No, you Not wouldn't one. have. No, I played against that team. I'm pretty um, sure that my first game that I played was against Essen. We lost 13 um, one. And, re- and, and the second game was against Lansuit, And I'm pretty sure they put up a 10 spot. Well, and that was the thing was I, that was one of the games that really confused me about European hockey. Cause I remember it and I'm going to bring this up because it pissed me off that day. And it still does. We, every game was very competitive in that league, but like, I like playing the teams that are like at the top. I like playing the real games. Exactly. We played you guys when they had got rid of all those like top end imports. There's like skeleton crew left and the team is fucking brutal. And we win by that much a couple of like the Czech guys or even German guys that then have a big night that night and they're scoring their third or fourth point of the night. They were celebrating harder than if they won the fucking championship. I couldn't believe it. The fans were going nuts when you're putting up the seventh goal. The players are acting like I thought donkeys, like, the one guy was celebrating like crazy. I'm like, you just scored the seventh goal. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's, but that's, that's the mentality. That was the mentality from a lot of those guys over there. That's mm. it's still frustrating. That still frustrates me when I see something like that to, to today, but yeah, you almost got to accept it sometimes because that's just what the way it know. is. Yeah. It's yeah. the way I mean, it is. That's if we, if different. we win 10, nothing and I have, and you imagine I'm, if you celebrate like that seven nothing on Ryan Finnerty's team and he was your teammate. Uh, he'd I, probably, yeah. He, I bet you he wouldn't be thrilled with it either. No, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, um, I don't know him that well. He's only been in the shed twice, but I'm just spitballing here. Throwing <laughs> it. I didn't like it. And I know like Richie Brunella, like he had a couple things to say about it, but like the, the different ways of growing up. And I guess when you're having a night, you're having a night and you got to celebrate sometimes. Oh, got to show some respect. You would think. Yeah. That's what I would be teaching the kids. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so you got through Landsberg and you're having a kid now. Yeah. So did you go home for that summer? You're pretty much in Germany now. No, now I'm, no, I'm, no yeah. Now you're full, full go, full pull. Yeah, exactly. There was no, there was no turning back there. So you got your second league stint with Landsberg, but then you start the next season with 
Miesbach in the Oberliga. Where's that? Uh, about a half an hour, 40 minutes away from where we live now. Yeah, um, so you're in the area, you could say. In the area. This was definitely one of the weirdest situations that I've ever been in in my hockey career. I fired my agent because my agent wasn't really doing anything. This, I mean, I think you're going to see, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is same with every agent everywhere that, you know, when you're at your high point, they're there with you. Oh, you know? they, yeah. Yeah, and then when you start going down a little bit, you you know, to stop or they forget to call you back. <laughs> They're on recruiting trips trying to find the new guys. <laughs> exactly. So I switched my agent and I, I lined up with Greg Flowers. He's a, he's a, he's a Canadian guy who also lives over here now. And, yep. uh, and he pretty much told me, Todd, this is the only deal that I'm going to give you because this is the only one that really makes sense. And it was literally your base salary is like 900 bucks. And you get points, you get a hundred bucks for uh, every team point. You get 75 bucks for every goal, 50, 50 bucks for every assist. It was just like, just points for everything all over the Really? World. I never, ever had a contract where I got money for my own points. I, I did have it in Beatingheim where we got money for team points, Yeah, but never for my own. I think that would be hard to do, especially yeah. goals. I wouldn't want to be going in on a two on one thinking if I shoot, that's a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, it was, it was a hundred, the, the team points were, were where you made your money, but, but uh, definitely. Yeah. It was a, it was a very weird situation, but uh, if I wouldn't have listened to, to Greg at that time and took that really weird contract and yeah. Uh, you got 49 I, points at 36 games there. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't have too many points on the team side of things um but greg always told me he's like you sign this contract and i'm going to do the work and that's exactly what he did because the next note that you have on there is in the middle of the season he gets you the land suit to the cannibals this is the year after i leave and we've just been in the finals right correct yeah and you got 11 points in 19 games so you're an import coming in middle of the season so they either gassed a guy or someone got fired Probably. They played the whole entire season with uh, one less import than what they were allowed to. And then yeah. the, then the deadline was coming and then they, they picked me and Riley Mower from, um, from Miesbach. He's a defenseman. So they picked both of us up and said, Hey, you guys gonna, you're gonna have to battle for a spot. And I won. Yeah, you did. Um, that, that playoffs. Okay. You got 11 and 19 pretty good, but then the playoffs I think is where, um, you set yourself up in landsuit, like playoffs matter in landsuit, how you play in playoffs really matter. You got six goals in six games that year. That was, that was ridiculous. I mean, is, is that when they offer the new contract? You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty much one of those situations that anything that you did was just worked out good. I don't know how, uh, I mean, I broke my stick in the defensive zone. And I started skating to the bench once we got the puck and I looked behind me and I seen there was, it was two other guys and then me, and there was a big gap. So I was like, I could turn this into a three on two, give me a stick. So Benny control just put his stick out and he uses, he uses a Lindstrom and I just grabbed this stick. I, the high guy now, the guy passes it back and I just shoot. I, I, there's no aiming involved. And it wasn't it was just even shooting. your stick. Yeah. It wasn't even my stick. And then I, it just went in. It was just one of those years that just like, yeah, just worked it, out perfect. Well, yeah. And yeah, you got hot at the right time in playoffs. Um, Lance, it's a great place to play hockey though. in a great city. It's, 
it's my second home. I love it. It's, I, I, I do mean, too. I love the people there. Though that group of friends that are from Lansud, like that core dudes might be my like them and like the Brits in the UK are my favorite hockey guys, like as a group, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. Though so that group, I mean, it's it's almost I mean. Right now in, in Lancet, they're going through a little bit of turmoil. I mean, before it was always That's because like all Lansuit. those guys got old. <laughs> all yeah, the beauties are gone. But it was always Lancet for Lancet. It was always Lancet for Lancet. That's how it always was. And then Lancet for Lancet? You mean? Yeah. yeah. And they'd have hometown boys on the team. And yeah. Yeah. It was just, they always, they always took pride in it. And, and what I've seen the last couple of years, I hope not to me, uh, like people in Lancet get mad at me for saying this, but they lost that. And all those boys, they're still there. They're still there. Apshi, Guypi, they're all there. They're just they're, waiting. They're just waiting to get back involved in, in to the managing side of things. You know, like, they got to turn that place around. It's the only way to do it is by bringing those guys back in. Well, I know and they're the best the guys in hockey. That, there's no way you're going to have a bad organization when you get those guys involved. So what, Apshi's not involved? Well, Apshi's uh, just the coach of one of the junior programs. Like just like, a, what is it, under seven, under nine? Really, that guy's a legend. God, he's a beauty. <laughs> and Hammer just said, I woke up this morning, and that's how small the world is, you know. I woke up this morning to a picture of Hammer sent me a picture of his daughter, three months old. She's a little beauty. Um, but you know, you don't see these guys for so long, and you wake up to a picture of their their new kid. It's pretty cool, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, it's it's not to love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Great places to sit outside and eat food. They'll even put cranberries with your schnitzel. Threw me for a loop at first, but I loved it. <laughs> um, so the next two years, you're an import. 45 and 46 points. Pretty good. Yeah, we, we, we had a good team. Uh, you proved you could play in the second league as an import. They're happy with you. Couple fellas that were on that team that seemed to have done well from Lancet. Tom Coon Hackle, shed favorite. Oh, why my son me. wears number 14. And um, <laughs> why there's a bunch of kids around town that wear Islander shirts around and penguin shirts. Because I started a ball hockey league after he let us come see him after NHL games. And um, I started a ball hockey league. So we made all the team Tom Coon Hackle teams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tommy was, Tommy was, Tommy was unbelievable. I mean, he, you just, you just, him and Reed are both of them. You just knew right away that these guys are going to become hockey players. Well, he was the other guy I'd written down, Toby Reader. I remember playing pro against them and it was like a year or two after I was, we went to the finals, right? And like they were 17 and 18 or 16 and 17 wearing full face masks playing in the same league as me. I'm like, these kids should be playing like junior hockey somewhere. And they're playing with us out here and they're just as good. <laughs> if not better. Yeah. Yeah. They're fast. <laughs> God. The best was that those guys played, they had, they had three and threes every single weekend. They would play on Friday with us, the Saturday juniors. with the, with the juniors. And then Sunday again with us, it was, I mean, those guys, they got, and they were getting the, ice time. Oh yeah. They were, they, they got put through the meat grinder for sure. That was definitely unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's when they went to the O or whatever, right? But anyways, moving on, a couple other Lansuit cannibal legends that uh, beauties. Camille Tupel, ice hockey god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, biggest helmet in the league. 
folks, every time Camille Tupel, number 69, gets uh, <laughs> gets called. So they announce every player in Germany to come out. You'd say their first name, and then the crowd screams the last name. Well, Camille, number nine and sexic, right? Nine, 69 comes out. That you say Camille, and then the crowd yells, Tupel, ice hockey god. <laughs> well i mean i mean you gotta you gotta give credits where credit's due for him to actually do the things with zero talent couldn't skate i mean this 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 guy was a freaking nature bad right. body i mean and I he could he, he could slow the play down slower than anybody's ever played it i mean <laughs> when this guy did a spinorama he was the only guy to actually go back backwards and then somehow then go up that no idea he he could go back but then those little saucer passes through the neutral zone and it was not pretty it was so ugly it was so choppy but it it got the job done yeah i I don't know how it i don't know how it worked but and so let's talk about the tour hooter the goalie martin sinibulk that guy you'd every time you'd have a juice boy or like the end of the week shootout right He's a Czech goalie, folks. Old school. Stand-up style, really. This guy would do the wildest shit in the shootout at the end of the week, and he would stop everybody. Everything. He was so good. Dude, some of those young kids would start skating in, right? They'd get at the puck at the red light, and then they'd put their head down like, oh, look at the puck. He would skate out and, like, two-pad stack, slide tackle at the blue line in a shootout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then would look back after stopping it, look back at all of us and just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he and he was awesome. He was like the main reason why we almost won it that year in Lansu, man. He was ice. That's yeah. hot. Cine is Cine is definitely, like you said, stand-up goalie, old school goalie, but man, he could get the job done. Yes. He was good. He was good. Okay. So you're there for those two years. You guys didn't win anything. So let's move on. Beating I'm Steelers with us. I remember your contract with us, with Danny Held Beauty. Uh, may he rest in peace. I really liked him. Uh, but anyways, when you signed there, your contract was: if you're an import, it's this much. If you're a German, it's this much. And you showed up as an import, and then we were hoping you get your German pass at some point that year, right? Yeah, that was the hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hired a lawyer. They were uh, they were supposed to do it. Um, didn't end up working out the way that it should have worked out. But uh, at the end of the day, I left the team because I got sh- another shoulder surgery. Yeah, same shoulder. Um, but at the end of the year, the uh, the uh, general manager called, me and I was like, "Hey, what's going on? You know, you guys want me back next year?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but what he said to me was, uh, "Have you looked at your bank account?" And I'm like, nah, you know how it is in Germany, the bank account. There was no online banking back then. You actually had to go there and like print all those pieces of paper out. Oh, and all the it. pieces of paper, yeah. No, I never did Every that. transaction for the last couple months would spit out at you. Exactly. <laughs> I, you don't want to see that sometimes. <laughs> so so what ended up happening was uh, he he actually told me, he's like, I've been looking over the, the uh, conto and everything, and uh, we paid you as uh, German. The whole and year. I was like, I was like, the, oh, really? Like, yeah, we pay for you as a German, so you actually owe us money. And I was like, uh, no, 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 I don't. No, no you guys. You paid that to me. 
yeah, sorry. And he wanted some money back. So I said, no, <laughs> I'm not giving you that money back. I'm sorry, man. I, you're going to, you want me to, you want to write me a bill. You're going to have grand, to rip like, it out of my dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unless you, unless you guys want to give me a contract for next year, then uh, we can talk. But other than that, I'm not giving you that money back. You guys paid me that money. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've... And uh, it turned out perfect because the BG was also going on that salary because of my shoulder as well. So it actually weren't, I mean, we'll put it this way. That year was probably not the best year of hockey that I've ever played. Uh, had a bunch of fun with you boys, mm-hmm. but at the end of the year, uh, I was a little bit homesick and I was just happy to be home. And yeah, um, yeah it turned out to, to be a very important year in my life. So you did get the German passport. Exactly. And the next season you play two games for Ravensburg. And then 40 for the Munich Red Bull. Yeah. So uh, you got your German pass and then Munich signs you? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. I went to Ravensburg uh, to get some ice time in because I was a free agent. And uh, I knew a bunch of the guys on the team. Uh, so they, yeah, they brought me in to kind of get in shape type of thing. And uh, then they wanted to sign me. Uh, but then I, I said, yeah, I'll play here. No problem. But if, if I get I an get offer pass, from the DL, yeah, yeah if I, I get, go. I had my pass at that time, so it was, it was really if I, if if I get an offer from the DL, then I'm, I can leave, and it happened within the first week I was there, so it turned and out to be perfect. So you're playing in Munich with the big boys, but like you talk about not having the apartment, I looked at the roster. <laughs> it's not like the Red Bull Munich teams of nowadays that you guys had there. Definitely not. This was the first year that Red Bull stepped in to see if there was a future in Munich. In Munich. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got, we got Red Bull, we got Red Bull, uh, uh, yeah, to drink, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give you any of the money. <laughs> no, no, they, they definitely didn't. They did give it to then Paul Stastny and Blake Wheeler. Got that written down. Research team was hot. Um, that's the lockout year. What a bloodbath in Germany it was that year. I found it very interesting how much German teams would pay NHL players to come. And like Paul Stasty and Blake Wheeler, I've seen them play. I know their character. Those guys would have been given her for the Munich Red Bull team, right? And they did. And they would. I can I can tell by the way they play hockey. I've seen them play. There were guys in the second league. I wouldn't say that about that. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be at the blue line dangling last man back on the power play poke checked away. Other team goes scores on the penalty kill and they, they just skate to the bench. Like it didn't even matter. And you're like, dude, this is our life. This is our livelihood. Like, like winning and losing matters to everybody here. Like, I know you got millions of dollars, but like, you can't do that. <laughs> well, the, the, the best case that I've ever heard about it was Rick DiPietro. Rick DiPietro played in Garmish. I heard and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, yeah. and it's, and I, I don't know if it was, his, I think it was like his third or fourth game, but he grabbed the puck behind the net and started dangling guts, like literally toe dragging players. And then he lost the puck and they scored a goal and he was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And, and then uh, I heard he like started getting like healthy scratch in the second league in Germany and he was on a 15 year NHL contract. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's still on that contract. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's us grinding it out. Right. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Tough, tough bounce for us. <laughs> Good dangles though. 
Uh, but yeah, that 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 lockouts, man. They're blood bats. Yeah, we got really lucky with those two because those two guys also wanted to win. Like you said, they're great character guys. They 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 didn't come in and and no. yeah, exactly. And like there were guys that came in, they didn't want to get hurt. You know, they wanted to play and get some ice time, but they didn't care. You know, I'm not when I'm talking about the guy losing it at the blue line. This was me watching it from my bench from the other team. Right. And like I saw this guy from the other team. I'm like, wouldn't want that around. There was definitely I think that was probably the worst thing to happen in German hockey, that there was guys in the second league (laughs) and in the third league that thought they were better than some NHL players. (laughs) So, <laughs> but then you th- find out what they were paying those guys and you're like we're doing more than them <laughs> oh boy oh, um so munich though did you get much ice time do you get to play much uh i mean pat pat cortina our coach at the time he he i mean i didn't really get too cold i would say i was around like three three four shifts a period that's um, all right uh, if anybody uh, in the top two lines or third line uh, it was hurt or something like that or wasn't playing well, then I usually got bumped up. But I knew that, that was just uh, a stint. I knew that was the next day of practice, not going to be the same way. Right. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, it was definitely good for the uh, for uh, to be up there and see, you know, just to get a sniff of things. And what I found really good about it was I found out about myself too that that uh, I can be a role player, like, like a team guy, like before it was you always be like, a team hey. guy, Ty, you could be a team guy. <laughs> yeah. But I, that year I actually knew that I could, you know? right. Like, <laughs> like my, my job definitely wasn't to carry the load. That was definitely the, I, right. I understood but it that would right. be in fighting. That's for sure. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Every team you're on, you got a different role, right? You got to do what you got to do for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So after that year though, you go back to LA for two more years, but now as German, right? Correct. Year one in the playoffs, 16 points and 14 games. So did you almost win it? We lost in the semifinals in overtime. Hmm. Who took the penalty? I don't Abshi. know. Abshi, really? Abshi. Penalty in overtime, four. It was four and four, four and three penalty must, kill. Must run in the family. <laughs> His brother-in-law, Gunther, took two two in the final game of uh, overtime Castle. against Castle. I'm sure Gunther hasn't get, got over it yet. I'm just guessing, but I don't know. I haven't Pretty talked. Sure. Yeah, great dude, though. Awesome guy in the room. Um, tough tough bounce when you, you high stick a guy. It's a high stick, right? They got to call it. So I mean, yeah, that's tough mass. bounce. Yeah. Mass shoot shoot <laughs> um but your goalie that year played in coventry right after brian stewart that stewie. guy was good and big eh stewie was was yeah oh, unbelievable and the best part about it was because you said good and big but he there wasn't a day off for him like as soon as he stepped on that ice like he was, he was giving, giving everything it. everything he had whether he was hung over or not <laughs> <laughs> um well did he knock the net off a lot because in coventry he knocked the net off every time we were about to score that's definitely a true statement that happened in practice maybe a thousand times god yeah Yeah, it was annoying so anyways year two you played nine playoff games that's 
unmemorable, really. You, well, semi, I mean, semifinals, probably. I mean, that was that year where Beatingheim got their shit together again, and they had Wrigley. They had a bunch of the bunch of they had an unbelievable yeah. team. They, so we, uh, won, we won. I believe they call it a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I believe that's what they called it, and they paid some German folks that have been in the league before, right? That yeah. year, that year we were in Germany. They brought in a bunch of kids out of junior, and uh, I'm just trying to say it politely. Some of them weren't ready. Some of them maybe were, but when you get a whole team full of junior kids and then some imports, you ain't good enough. <laughs> no, that's that's the truth. That's the truth. No, but we we ended up winning the first round that year uh, against Castle, and then we all knew who was waiting on the on the second round. Beating High was just gonna. Do it well, yeah that was that was the sweep <laughs> yeah. well and in germany there's teams that like when they get budgets and if they want to they can just be better than everybody <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened we were when we won it that year sorry munich but we were way better than you okay moving <laughs> on after those two years in landsuit though you you've kind of found a home in landsuit you've been there four or five years now um but your gals and piting how far away is that yeah it was it's about an hour and 15 minutes with a car so it's not crazy bad but but it's still enough to be annoying oh it was definitely annoying you know after after a big win on sunday night you know you kind of want to be joyous you want to be with the boys and you'd be be hightailing it over there to see go home yeah that was i mean it was the best of both worlds type of thing. You know, whatever decision you made was, was good. And, and my wife was always, was always behind the team. So if, she, if I ever was like, yeah, I'll come home Monday morning type of thing. Like she had no problem with it. I mean, she right. was always, she always understood it. And after the game, by the time I get back here on Sunday, it was really, Hey, that's good. You know, like everybody's tired. Everybody's late. So, um, yeah, the, it, it just came down to a part. Uh, but the big thing about it was that, you know, in Germany, in Canada, USA, if, you, if you're qualified for a job, you're qualified. You know what I mean? Like if you if you show them that you can do the job, you can do the job. In Germany, you can be qualified for the job, but if you don't have it on paper, you ain't getting the job. Right. So that's why I, I decided to uh, go to school the next two years. And that's why I went back into fighting that, that year to go to school. Yeah. Went back mm-hmm. to school yeah. to do. I, you know what? Speaking of having it on paper, you just brain just fired. <laughs> Folks, this is a fun fact for the Canadian listeners. If you want to go fishing in Germany, you have to go take courses and take classes of how to fish before you are allowed to throw a worm in the water am i right this is very true i did this course and uh uh yeah i didn't pass <laughs> you did pass i didn't i didn't it's uh you are not was, allowed to fish <laughs> i am not allowed to fish in uh in uh in germany we'll put it that way yeah, it's it's ridiculous grew up doing this my whole entire life uh, my, my my family owns a fishing camp but I'm not qualified <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I'd like that there are, there's some rules, right? You got to follow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty basic, basic rules. I mean, so you got to have it on paper. So then what did yeah. you take in school? Uh, oh, uh, carpentry. Ah, yeah. 
So I had a little background from building houses in the summertime with my family. So I kind of thought it'd be interesting to So to what's learn their carpentry drum. school like? Are you like going there and they're teaching it in a class or are you getting hands on? Uh, everything. I mean, I have to take I have to take like school classes from grade 12 that I didn't have because I never did it because I never went to school in Germany. Right. So like you never yeah. graduated high school. No, not from Germany, but I didn't. I did in Canada. But Good for they, you. I was starting to wonder. <laughs> I didn't know. No, but they they. Uh, it's 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 just what what do they have in Canada? They have like a like a one class you have to take. It's mandatory. You can't get out of it. I don't know. Yeah, this is this one type of class that you kind of learn about life. You know, like yeah, sure. it's, we sure. call, they call it here. They call it here the social kunde. And so what it, what it does, it really teaches you. You've been gone a long you. time. But. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I forget which class this is called in Canada, but we had this, I did it. Uh, anyways, but they, if you don't do that over in Germany, you have to do it. So as a 34 year old, I was in these classes with like 17 year olds. Some of them didn't even have their driver's license, yeah, but I can well, tell you one but thing. But that's what happens so to funny. hockey players. Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. So no, I went back, I went back in that year, went back to school, learned how to build a table. And uh, that took me two years the, at the side gig. I was putting in windows and houses in the middle of the winter and then going to practice and then playing. And oh, it was, it was, it was a very tough two years. So yeah. Uh, the main point about it was I was pretty much every single day at home. So that's definitely, but you're, you, that's why you go home and you're working towards goal makes sense. So it didn't yeah. get in the way that much though. Cause you did have a year one to four, 61 points, 71 points, 76 points, 72 points doing all right. Yeah. We, we you call had, that uh, running a muck. Yeah, we we ran a buck. We ran a buck. And the best part about it was is that our team was never classified as being good. Like they, if nobody took us seriously. We got a bad rink. Uh, nobody liked to come into our rink. But what's wrong with your rink? Yeah, it's just old school. It's a barn. It's great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Cold. Um, Any- yeah. Yeah. How many seats? Not- seats. Well, I mean, they- are there seats? More st- well, there we go. I think there's maybe 60 seats okay. and the rest is just concrete standing area. Yeah. So like I said, but it's good glue vine, but the glue vine's best in the league. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. I don't know. I've never done. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had, we had, uh, we had a line that year or the, those next four years. We had Brad Miller. He played his uh, North Dakota Sioux. And um, he was out of those four years, the three years, the best defenseman in the league. And we found a way to play that we didn't really have a position. I would give him a breakaway pass. And then he would give me a breakaway pass. We had no idea. Kind of rovers. eh? It was definitely, it was a roving situation. His girlfriend asked him the one night, Hey, so how was the game tonight? He was like, yeah, good. Oh, did you score? Yeah. Got to go. Oh, how'd you score? Yeah. Deflection. Aren't you a defenseman? Yeah. Defenseman. Yeah. Ty was, Ty was on the blue line. (laughs) I went in front of the net and deflected it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I didn't. That, yeah, I played a couple of games against the Oberliga and like the Pokal and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's Rover. You, you could run a muck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running a muck. That's that's what you have to do. Um, but year one back with Piting, thirteen playoff games. You had twenty points. How far is that in the playoffs? That's uh, once again uh, semifinals game yeah. five. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Overtime. 
overtime. Yeah. This is this is where I learned uh, um, if you're a coach of any league in the world and you get a power play in overtime, got score. Just do what you normally do. Don't don't invent the wheel. Just let Just, the boys go out there. If you want to take a timeout and give them some rest, give them some rest. But do not try to draw plays in a deciding series game in overtime. You've been doing the same thing all year. Why change now? Exactly. So that's a little tip for all you young coaches out there. There we go, folks. That's from a GM assistant coach right there. Right? <laughs> Correct. Um, so I guess uh, other than like, I don't know what else do you got for me before I join the real world here very shortly for the day. I, I've, I pretty much, uh, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I I'm looking at my emails right now and there's people actually literally writing me like, are you working? Like, where are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's exhausting. Uh, that's going to happen to me very soon. So I better <laughs> stop this. But uh, my last cutting edge question in the shed, if you were going to make a German meal, or you had the skills to make any German meal, what are you going to eat? Uh, that's a no-brainer. That's called a Schweinebraten with Semmelknudel. You're having a Schweinebraten. Oh, boy. With the nice crispy skin on the outside with the beer gravy. Semi-canoodle. Yeah, that's not the potato canoodle. No, but it's that's, the... that's the stuffing canoodle. Exactly. It's yeah. like dressing stuffing in a ball with gravy oh. on it. Right? Oh, boy. Oh yeah, little brow crowd on the side. And what else is with it? You're getting uh, kraut. Yeah, you're getting it's it's. Uh, you know what a schweinebraten is, don't you? Schweinebraten. Yeah, the the the, the pork. It's, the, it's yeah. the big piece of pork. It's like you, yeah, it's got the skin on the outside. Schweinebraten is what Hammer made every Wednesday. I dude, it changed my whole career. That's why Beatingham asked me to leave. <laughs> it's pork belly exactly pork pork belly with, with the, the crispy skin and then you got oh. the soft inside hammer could just do it to perfection oh, my yeah. word little yeah. vice beer on the side oh that's i'd that's probably sick. i'd probably be in the del if it wasn't for hammer making me you know <laughs> i'd probably still be there if it wasn't for those <laughs> the but you're right though with that with the stuffing ball I don't know if I'm going with the crowd on the side. I'm just thinking out loud. Crowd well, it's really... the it's the, it's the blue crow. It's not the. It just it's never not really white. did anything for me, right? The... Well, I mean, you said you like the cranberries with your schnitzel, and like I'd eat the crowd for sport, but it just never really gave me much excitement. That's all. Well, what, but what those really... other two things, my word, yeah. I mean, the best part about the blue crow to the blue crow or whatever you want to call it, the best or, part about that, but it's actually the all... purple crow. It's the red crow in Canada, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when you when you eat that, you always eat it like at the end. And then you have that little tiny thing in your head thinking that that was healthy. <laughs> Don't forget about the forget about the uh, the, the pig the, belly, the swine, yeah, the pig belly that you just crushed. Yeah. About yeah. a half a kilo. Don't worry about you that, know what, you though? <laughs> I always felt very sturdy on my skates every Friday night after a Wednesday swine I brought. And I felt, you know, like nobody was going to knock me off the puck. I didn't feel that fast, but. Felt sturdy. You didn't need to be fast to be successful. <laughs> uh, but anyways, ice hockey God. Um, thank you for making the time for me. Good luck tonight in your exhibition game and your new uh, 
journey as a GM and assistant coach. And uh, hopefully you can uh, make, at least you get to stay at the game and be a part of it and be part of the boys. Right. And obviously the fighting hockey team means a lot to you and it's given you a lot in your life. That's very true. That's very true. But now I'm a shed guy. So it's, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're but, always a shed guy. You were a shed guy in episode 27 freestyle Friday, right? But freestyle Friday, but I didn't really feel totally in the shed. Now I'm you, in no, shed. you, you weren't because I didn't even have notes that day. I had nothing written down and it was somebody <laughs> had canceled on me and I threw out some hot flyers and you were with Avshi and it just happened. Right. Yeah. Freestyle this, Friday. This time the research team got hot and we got to fully dive deep. Right. That that we did. That we did. And this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Ty Morris. Ty, Ty Ray. Morris? Ty Ray and <laughs> Wally. <laughs> Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. That's all right. Some people they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tanaka fans. I like Pizza Town Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show. I'm not